to Color My Life Happy with Maria Lessitz, Law of Attraction Happiness Coach and Motivational Speaker. I'm on a mission to change the world by helping you thrive through any adversity, no matter what. So let's start coloring your life happy now. Today I was reminded of a motivational speaking event I did at a National MS Society event. And it was because of a phrase that was used at that event by one of the other speakers. Well, first, let me tell you, give you a little background. So I was asked to be a guest expert with a physician and a lawyer. It sounds like a joke that I'm getting ready to start. You know, physician and lawyer walked into a room. No, it's not a joke. Anyway, um, so basically this was an event for people who were diagnosed with MS. Um, some of them had it, you know, newly diagnosed. Some of them had it for a while. I would say about maybe half the room was in wheelchairs and half weren't. And I was set to speak after the physician spoke and the lawyer spoke. And here, you know, comes the law of attraction, happiness coach, a life coach, right? Doesn't seem like the three would fit. So it was a very interesting scene. My business partner at the time, she actually was a nervous wreck because she saw the audience's face and she thought, wow, they kind of look like they're, they got a lot of negative energy. They didn't look like they were in very good mood. So she was really nervous for me. But then again, this wouldn't be her thing. She does all the background stuff, right? She's not the motivational speaker. Me, it didn't matter to me what the vibration of the people was. It was just, I was very inspired to share what I wanted to speak about. And of course, being somebody who also was diagnosed with MS, well, clearly it would come from a different place for them to hear. They'd be like, wow, you know, she's been diagnosed and she could think this way. She can inspire me like this. So maybe I could do it for myself, right? So here's what happened. The physician went up and then the lawyer, and I think it was the physician. This goes back a while ago, but said this phrase and it just made, made the hairs on my like arm. And when I heard it, I went, oh my God, no, don't say that. And this is what they said. Hope for the best and plan for the worst. And I thought, well, how demotivating, how that is not motivating at all for people. You're telling people to plan for the worst. I'm thinking in my head, you know, and I'm in the back of the room getting ready to speak. And I thought, wow, you know, after, after the the two of them, I'm going to have to go up and do a little even more lifting of the spirits of this room. Right? So there I am, I get up next and I get in front of all those people and they kind of had dread in their eyes, you know? And I said this, first thing I said, do not hope for the best and plan for the worst. And of course, a lot of the people in the audience, they were kind of like, okay, what is she saying? What is she doing? I said, intend for the best, plan for it, claim it. Don't plant the negative seed in your future. You know, because when you plant the negative seed for the future and you keep on thinking, oh, this is going to happen, or maybe you're waiting for the shoe to drop, guess what? Everything's energy. So you're putting the energy in motion for the negative thing to happen. You know, now one person in the audience was a husband of somebody who was diagnosed with MS, and he was already building a ramp. He shared. He was like, well, you know, I'm already building the ramp for my wife. But get this. She wasn't disabled. At all. She may never become disabled. But yet, he was building the ramp in prep for her possibly being disabled. I mean, do you hear, do you hear the energy in that? The power in that? 
She wasn't. You know, MS is one of those most most unpredictable diseases. I mean, I thought it was kind of interesting that me, somebody who in the corporate world was a statistician, right? I mean, I predicted for a living and I got diagnosed with MS. I mean, how interesting is that, right? The universe has kind of a some you know, sense of humor, I guess, because I had something that was an unpredictable disease. Well, you know, I decided, no, I'm going to defy the odds. I'm going to thrive through this. This is going to be just a bump in the road of life. And I shared this with the audience. I shared that planning for the worst is an energetic vibration that will hinder and kind of muck up your future manifestations. And it sure doesn't make you feel good either. I mean, if you plan for the worst, how can you embrace an energy of peace and happy and joy within? You can't because you're already, see, you know, you're already seeing a vision in your head that doesn't make you feel good. So here's the next thing I did at this motivational talk. I took out, I had a little prop in my pocket and I took it out and it was a half dollar coin. And I said, do me a favor. I said, just, you know, if I would flip this coin, I was trying to get a little engagement from the audience. If I would flip this coin, what's the probability that I would get heads? And most of the people were like, well, 50% chance. I said, great. I said, do me a favor and at least give a 50% of your focus to the positive outcome, to what the good stuff that could happen, that you could actually thrive through this diagnosis, so when you catch yourself in the act of stinking thinking and you're worrying about the negative things that are going to happen or being disabled and how it's going to affect your career and your relationships and, of course, your overall health, well, why don't you give a little bit of attention to the positive? Flip it to the other side, you know, and so, kind of like, a, you know, what if? What if that I actually do better than I ever expected? What if I can actually go on some holistic treatment, which is actually what I did? You know, I actually was on a drug initially, but then I set the intention. I said, you know, one day I'm going to be drug free. I claimed it. I owned it. I owned it. I, I just felt it to the core of my being. I didn't flip and know how that was going to happen. That's a key. I want you to hear that. I let go of the how. Because you see, if we get caught up in the how, oh, we're going to trip ourselves up. Our minds are going to go wonky. So let go of the how and just claim what you desire. So let go of that and just say the what if. You know, what if it actually will be better than I expected? Maybe I'll be even healthier than I ever was. That happened to me too because I took it as um, a sign, you know, a sign for me to say, hey, make your health number one. Yeah, okay, you just left corporate and you started your own business and you were thinking about money and the finances. But listen, without your health, without great health, I mean, really, can you enjoy the, the financial abundance you'd have from a business? Can you really do that if you don't have really great health or at least better health than you did before? You see what I'm saying? So I put, I made it mean something to me. My health is number one. I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to drink healthier. And what I mean by that is I was, oh my God, I drank so much coffee, um, a lot of it, you know, all day long. And I kind of stopped that. I actually stopped it instantaneously. And I started, and I'm not saying that there's a link here, you know, between coffee and MS. It's just, I took steps that I felt on the inside were better for my health and well-being. Uh, yes, initially I did go on a, one of the traditional drugs that are out there for, for MS, but I didn't want to be on it for long. I didn't want to be on it forever and ever and ever like the neurologist told me. 
So I said, this is just temporary. And I claim that. And I don't even remember, was it like maybe four years later? Uh, yeah, about four years later, I had a really bad reaction to the drug I was on. Uh, almost went into the whole anaphylactic shock and I got rashes on my chest and all that. And I went, that's it. I'm done. Now, you know, before this, a lot of things had happened. That's for another podcast I can talk about. But, you know, where I moved, I moved from, you know, New York, New Jersey to Oregon. And um, I just was ready. I was ready to say, I'm going to be drug free. And I said, that's it. I'm done with this drug. And I went to the neurologist and I got follow-up MRIs. Actually, the MRIs are pretty darn good in terms of the results, which the neurologist was pleasantly surprised with. And I just said, she said, well, you'll probably be back and you'll go on one of the other drugs. And I said, no, I won't. I'm not going to be back. Oh, and by the way, that was in, let's see, 2006. So what are we? We're at 14 years later. Yep. I'm still drug-free. I've claimed it. I've claimed great health. I feel great. And again, I always give the positive side attention and focus. The what-if upside. The side that says, let me plant the positive seeds, not the negative seeds. And I don't get caught up in that worry energy. So again, I, what I want you to get take away from this is next time you find yourself in that whole stinking thinking, planting the seed of the negative in any area of your life, I want you to think of that coin that I pulled out of my pocket and think about the fact that you could at least, I mean, I prefer you to do a little bit more than 50%, but at least give 50% focus to the positive side of how things could turn out. What you desire to have happen. What do you want? Focus on that. You know, brainstorm it. Write down in a journal about it. Script about it. Claim it. At least 50% of your time. And then if you can, tip it over the scale. 51%, 52%. And sooner and late, sooner or later, you're going to find that it's going to become your default vibe where it feels more natural to focus on the positive outcome you desire as opposed to the negative outcome. Awesome. Well, I hope you found this inspirational and I'm wishing you a love and life rest of the day.